guys, welcome back to Just Being Honest. I'm Juliet. And I'm Sammy. And today we are talking about mental health and OCD with our special guest, Evie. Hi. Um, yes. <laughs> we're doing things a little bit differently today. Um, since we have a special guest on, we're going to do some icebreaker questions with her, and then she's going to talk about um her topic. And yeah, I'm super excited for this episode. Yeah. Yeah. So Evie, would you like to introduce yourself? You've kind of we've already said your name, but um, my name is Evie. I'm 14 years old, and I'm in eighth grade. So yeah, we're all kind of around the so, same age. Do you mind group. telling us? Sorry. Do you mind telling us why you picked this topic to talk about today? I figured it would be the most, not only interesting but also um, helpful for people. And honestly, it's the most interesting thing in my life. So you know, I don't want to come on here and talk about my favorite ice cream flavor for an hour. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, anything you want to ask her, Juliet? Um, I can't really think of any questions. I probably should have prepared these beforehand. Okay. It's okay. Um. Okay. So I guess we can jump right in. We're gonna go head first into this. So, Evie, you said you prepared some stuff you want to talk about. So, yeah, I can manage yeah. to fit on page. My font size is small. So, okay. Um, so, do I just go? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, OCD is basically, stands for obsessive compulsive disorder. Most of you probably know that. Um, and according to IOCDF.org, um, obsessions are unwanted, intrusive thoughts, images, or urges that trigger intensely distressing feelings. And compulsions are behaviors an individual engages in to attempt to get rid of the obsessions and or decrease his or her distress. So basically, like, OCD is whenever you, you get unwanted thoughts or feelings, like, just urges where you, where you want to do something or, like, you can't do something or just, just thoughts, period. And then... The compulsions are what you do because of the obsessions um, that you engage in to attempt to get rid of the obsessions. So there's different types of it's, it, that's very I'm summing it up like very like there's a lot more there's so much research about this stuff. It's in like a whole section. It's like there's this section of your brain where there's like something not something wrong with it, but like it just basically there's something wrong with it. Um, and so, I mean, it works fine, but, like, you just get these thoughts and, like, that really are quite irrational, I mean, especially for me. Um, so there's different types in, of OCD. Um, there's a bunch. The, like, big ones are contamination OCD, just right OCD, uh, moral slash groupulosity OCD, harm OCD, symmetry OCD, and, yeah, there's there's a lot. I don't know all of them. Um I have contamination OCD and just right OCD for sure. There's probably more. Um, so OCD likes I, my, uh, a lot of people give their OCD names. I, 
I just consider it childish. I tried it for a while. I named mine Otis because, um, like O D I C because I wanted it to have all of the letters in it. Okay. And that was the only thing I could think of, but it just became, I was like, no, I feel ridiculous calling this thing Otis. Like I know, but it's like, it's supposed to help by like differentiating, like your OCD is not you. Like if you're having these thoughts, that's not because you're a bad person. It's because your OCD is telling you something or like, it's not you. Um, so, uh, I saw this thing online in a class that I'm taking and it's called OCD's arsenal of weapons. Um, so there's fear, uh, it really sums it up well, honestly. So there's fear. It will make you worry about things you don't know that you know don't make sense which I feel like that's so true. You just, you worry about things. You know it's irrational. I know it's irrational, but that doesn't mean I, I don't worry about it. And there's lies um, will make you doubt those around you and even you. Um, then there's nagging will bother you nonstop until you do what it wants. That's where the compulsions come in. And then stealth will go unnoticed by you and those around you. My parents didn't know I had OCD until I was older. Um, when I was little, they said I used to, we would go like up and down the stairs and whenever they would walk with me, um, like we would not do it the right way or something. And so I would make them go back down with me or go back up with me so we could rewalk the steps. I don't remember this, but it sounds like something I would do. Um, and they just thought that that was just me being me. I mean, I was like two years old. I was a weirdo. Okay. But like, no, like now it's OCD. And like, if they had known, then they would have addressed it earlier and hopefully it probably wouldn't have been as bad as it is now. So that's where the stealth part comes in. Um, do you guys have any questions about that? Um, um, I think with um, um, the different types and categories of OCD, do you kind of want to explain like what they mean? Yeah, so contamination OCD is like where you feel I have contamination contamination OCD like I said it's like we're exactly it's pretty much right in the name it's like if, if there's it's like basically if something's dirty like if you touch dirt and your hands are literally have dirt on them you're not going to touch anything else it's like that except it's very irrational like um it's so stupid like my, one of my biggest um compulsions um and just like I is clear plastic um, it's not glass, just clear plastic, like that you can see plastic that you can see through. If I touch it, it just bugs me. I can't, mm -hmm. I just get this feeling like my hands are dirty. I don't want to touch anything. If anything touched that item, I don't want to touch that. It's, it's really weird. I know it's irrational and that doesn't mean it's, I can't just say, Oh, like that's stupid. Don't let it bug you. Like right. it's, it's like, it's an unexplainable feeling, honestly, like mm -hmm. you can't, um I also like want to say that one of the things with OCD is that you can't really just like make the thoughts go away or make the compulsions like go away yeah like yes yeah, it's 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 really weird I don't even know how these things start a lot of times my therapist says it's from wanting control um and basically by developing these compulsions or these thoughts it's like i can control whether or not 
I touch clear plastic. Mm -hmm. I can't control whether or not I'm allowed social media or I'm allowed like whatever my parents rules are basically stuff like that. Like, um, so it's like a method of like control basically. Mm -hmm. It's a very stupid method of control. Don't ever get OCD. (laughs) It's not a disease. It's just, you're, you're born with it. I mean, they say some people, they say everybody has OCD. That's not true. I mean, you have, everybody has weird thoughts. Everybody does weird things. Not everybody has OCD and it's very different levels too. Yeah. I think that's another important thing to point out that like, just because maybe sometimes you have like a weird thought that you're like, huh, I wonder how that got there. Or you have like the weird urge to do something because maybe you touched something that doesn't mean that you have OCD. I think a lot of people on like social media, like, that not saying that not everyone who's on social media and has, says they have OCD don't have OCD, but I think a lot of people like kid about it. Yeah, when it's not something that you should kid about. So, um, yeah, I, I think there's some cases where it's just definite that you do have OCD, but if it's just like you're a perfectionist, you're a perfectionist. You don't have to have OCD, but I think that's what people normally associate with. OCD. Mm-hmm. Um, so just right OCD is basically where you want everything to be right. I mean, I have that too. It's like um, whenever I press my home button on my phone, if my finger is not perfectly centered on the button, I have to keep pressing it over and over again mm-hmm. until it's in the right spot, um, which is really stupid. Or like if um, – if my mom says something wrong, like, like, I'm like, Hey, like, can you bring me, can you bring me my brush off the table? I'm sitting on the couch. I'm like, Hey, can you, can you please bring me my brush? And she'll say, let's say she says, yeah. I'm like, no, say yes. Which I say, yeah, all the time. <laughs> but like my one friend, um, she says, okay. Like when we're texting, like O T A Y instead of okay. And it just, it bugs me so much. Like she's learned not to do that. Like if it just, it's like it doesn't it doesn't give me that K sound in the back of my throat and it drives me insane. Mm-hmm. Like, um, that's just right OCD. Like it's 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 ridiculous, but you can't help it. Then moral slash scrup- slash scrupulosity OCD is basically just where you get bad thoughts about yourself. Like you might like be holding your cat and think, oh, like or like oh, if you're if. If my dog jumps up on my couch and he's not supposed to be on my couch, I'm like, man, like, get down. And then I think, like, I could kill that dog. I'm like, oh, no, like, I would I kill him? Or, like, it, like, just basically thoughts about, like, if you're a bad person, um, if you would hurt someone else. Mm-hmm. Harm OCD, pretty much the same thing. You think you would hurt your yourself or anybody else. Um, and then symmetry OCD, everything needs to be. I don't know the exact definitions for all these. But that's pretty similar to just right as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I kind of already went to. Well, the symmetry, I kind of already I have that, too, because it's like where you if someone I, I went through this phase where like if someone would walk by my right side of my body in my family, I would make them come back and walk past the left side of me. I don't know. Vice versa. If they walked by just the right side of me, it was fine. But if they walked by the left side without walking by the right side, I would throw a tantrum because it just gave me like this lopsided feeling. And I felt like I was going to like tip over. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So that's more so symmetry OCD where you want everything to be even. Um, so there's lots of ways where you can like fight. It's, it's such a complex um, topic. Like there's not one good like definition, but there's, and there's so many different things people could have. Like I have never once met someone that didn't like touching clear plastic. <laughs> they thought it was weird. Like half of my friends have clear phone cases and like, I don't like touching their phones, which I mean is good for them because then I don't steal their phone. But like, um, I met someone on in a support group and they, I'm not saying any names. I don't even know their names. So I'm, I'm saying this is fine to put on the internet. Um, they didn't like, yellow like they just didn't touch things that were yellow they didn't someone else um and they were scared of people like um what are those like strong people called bodybuilders yeah they were scared of bodybuilders like they were scared they were going to become a bodybuilder they couldn't look at bodybuilders they couldn't think of bodybuilders like that sounds so stupid to me, but then I'm like, Evie, don't say that. What the heck is what you're not being very rational. Um, so it's, it's really unexplainable. I can't, if someone has OCD, question it, like just go with it, but don't go with it. If you're <laughs> the biggest tactic I can say to fight OCD is to make sure people around you that you trust that you're close with, like your family, doesn't give into it because if you give into it then it's going to get worse mm -hmm. if if i don't touch that plastic cup sitting on my table it's going to get worse if i touch it and then i go wash my hands it's going to get worse um because i'm listening to it and i can say don't listen to it it's irrational all i want but it's not that easy so there's something called erp um which is exposed exposure response therapy it's basically where you purposely um, do things that will make your OCD mad. Like, I avoid clear plastic on a regular basis. So if I were to go and purposely touch it and say, okay, I'm not allowed to wash my hands for five minutes. And then you slowly build on that. And the next day you could say, okay, I can't wash my hands. 10 minutes and the next day it's I can't wash my hands for 10 minutes but before I wash my hands I have to go and touch my phone and I can't wipe that off mm -hmm. and then like if I want to touch my phone then I'm gonna have to suck it up because <laughs> um it's just and it's a long process I wouldn't say that big of a step over three days I would probably say for some people that big of a step from over a month I mean it's 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 big um it's and there's the typical tactics so you can call it out that really that really helps like making it that's why i was talking about the naming thing earlier it's like it helps you to like differentiate that that's not you those weird thoughts about me that me yelling at my family because they put a clear plastic cup on my computer that's not me that's my ocd um I mean, that might be a bit of my temper, but that's mainly my OCD. <laughs> um, so delay it. That's part of ERP. It's like you're delaying it. You're not allowed to wash your hands 
as soon as you touch it. You have to wait five minutes. You have to wait 10 minutes. Um, ignoring it, that's where you don't do it at all. You touch it, you forget about it. You just let it sit. You move on with your life. And you might think about it. Oh, my gosh. I cannot tell you how much this works for me. I mean, I've never done ERP in an actual therapy environment. I do go to therapy, but I don't. I've never done ERP in a therapy environment. Um, but, like, it's excuse me it's so weird because um if i just do something if i just touch it and i'm not at home i don't want to be embarrassed so i'm not going to do anything i'm not going to like flip out if i have to touch it if my friend some of my friends don't know that that bugs me so they'll be like hey can you hold my phone for me and i'll be like yeah so i'll grab it and like while they go to the bathroom or something. And so I'll be holding it. Okay. And then they come back and I give it back to them. And then I touch my phone and then I'm like, just forget about it. You're in public. Don't worry about it. Just chill. And then guess what? By the time I get home three hours later, I forgot. And then the next day I'm like, Oh, I forgot about that. But the next day, even though I haven't washed my hands yet, I mean, I probably have, but like, um, it doesn't bug me anymore. Right. But it's it's that it's not that easy for some people, and I get that. But like, kind of ERP just kind of happens for me whenever I'm in public. For me, that's what that's where the control thing comes back in because whenever I'm with my family, it's a lot worse because they love me, and I know that they love me. And so if I get mad at them because of something my OCD is telling me to do, then I know that they'll forgive me for it. But my friends aren't going to do that, and it's going to ruin relationships. Um, so there's a lot that's, that's why the control it's because it's, it's worse at my house. And so the ERP I find is easier in public. Some people definitely won't agree with that. It's all depending on how you deal with it. Um, so there's a bunch of ways. I don't want this to be all be about why OCD sucks. Okay. It does. Um, so there's. I already talked about the just ignoring it. And I know that's so hard. That's so hard. Like, um, but there's other ways to let work at it. Um, it's a really slow process. Um, first off, another example is, um, I have trouble like missing things. Like if I am reading and then I'm like, Oh wait, did I, did I read that part? I don't, I don't remember what that said. I don't think I fully comprehended that. So I'm going to go back and I'm going to reread that sentence. And then I'm going to reread that paragraph. And then I'm going to reread that page. And the next thing I know, I've started the whole book over. Like, it's kind of insane. That's why, like, I love to read so much. But I have so much trouble reading because of my compulsions and, like, just thoughts that, like, I didn't finish that right. Um, so I'm going to go back. And there are some, like, um, I've talked to my, uh, I talked to someone about it. And it was someone at a support group and they said that they had that and they worked at it by using like a ruler and like they would put the ruler across the page and then as they read a line, they would cover up that line so that they couldn't go back and reread it. And then next, like once that got easier, they would take they would have someone like for them, like they take like a black marker or something and go through the book and just black out random words and then read that. And I cannot imagine doing that. I want to be able to do it someday. And, but like right now, like, no, it just, 
I need that sense of completion that I finished the book, especially because I have Goodreads. And so like, if I mark the book as finished, it better be finished. Mm -hmm. Like I have to read every single word. I'm not blacking out no words. Um, so it just, it's, you have to work at it. And I know that's so hard because I, to me, I can't even imagine blacking out words that like, no, but the clear plastic thing that's been getting easier for me because I've been constantly working at it. So that helps a lot. And I know for some people, I cannot say it does. ERP helps everybody. I don't care who you are, what, what, what your particular circumstances are. It helps everybody. It might take longer. It helps everybody. <laughs> I mean, unless you are like an alien, it will help you. Um, so there are other ways to fight OCD though, but that's definitely the biggest one. I like to look at other scenarios, like other people's cases, um, like on YouTube or in workbooks and support groups. Um, sometimes work, uh, support groups can be kind of depressing because you go to the support group and then it's like, like the, the person, like the leader, like I've been to a couple of support groups and the one person that was like running it, she was like saying like, okay, like what were your guys' issues this week, problems and stuff. And like everybody had stuff to say. And then, and then, and it was like, okay, what were your wins? And then the whole room went silent and it was kind of depressing. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, so that doesn't always help, but at the same time it does because, um, it makes you feel more like there are other people that have those issues too. And like that helps a lot, honestly workbooks. I try to do one with my therapist. It didn't help me personally. Um, but cause it was more so just like defining things and like basically just the particular workbook that I had, I'm not saying that this workbook wouldn't help anybody, but um, it was basically just, thinking about it if you if you know what I'm saying like yeah. you're just thinking about the, and, and I'm more of like a hands-on type of person that's why I like ERP better um and then the biggest thing honestly is bible verses like I I was looking whenever you guys asked me to be on the podcast or whenever I volunteer or whatever um I was thinking about what I was going to talk about and I was like I have my favorite Bible verses. I have them kind of memorized. I should have them memorized by now. I don't know why I don't. But um, so they, whenever I um, I was thinking about the Bible verse that I was going to share, and like I was like, well, I can't do those ones because they're too common or whatever. They're too overused. And I was like, wait, why am I saying that? They're overused for a reason. They're good Bible verses. Um, so I have. I like Romans eight twenty eight because there's so many. Do you want me to go over all of these or just kind of? You can. Okay. Yeah. So I like um, I like reading about like that I'm not a mistake, and I know this sounds so cheesy, but like basically that it's not. There's a reason why God gave me OCD. I mean, it's not or by the devil. I don't know exactly. I mean, God gave me a CD for a reason. I don't know if it was to help other people. I don't know if it was just to show myself that I am capable of doing things, but I, I don't know. But there is some reason God has a reason for everything. And, um, 
So I like Romans 8.28 because this version says, And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. So it makes it like it reminds me that um, I have a purpose. My OCD has a purpose. I mean, it's a pain in the butt. It's not part of me, but it's, I have it for a reason. Um, then I think it's such a good verse. Sorry. I think it's just such a good verse for everything that we go through. Just, you know, that God is working. He's not against us. He's for us. Yeah, I agree. I love that verse so, so much. I think it's a very good reminder. Yeah. And then what Deuteronomy uh, 31.6, where it says, be strong and courageous. Like, like this was the one I was really like, was, was making me think about like the being too popular. Basically I was like, no, it's over. It's over, not that a Bible verse can be overused, but it's overused for a reason. Like it's a good Bible verse. It has, it, it's very important to know, like it says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. I associate that with my OCD. Um, for the Lord, your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Um, that one pretty much speaks for itself. Honestly, it's, I love that verse. <laughs> Do you guys have anything to say? I feel like I'm doing all the talking. No, you're no, doing it, no it's okay. You're doing, um, doing really well. Yeah. Um, I don't think, honestly, you've explained everything really well. I don't even have like that many questions I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah, neither do I. You've like done a really good job of explaining it. Okay. Oh, I have one question. Yeah. Since, okay. So, like, for our listeners and stuff. So, first of all, I want to say for the listeners, like, even if you don't have OCD, it's so, like, great just to learn about it so you can help others that have it and just to be, like, not knowledgeable about it. Um, and do you, so Pause there. question. Um, just real quick, don't take all of my knowledge as like, oh, okay, I researched on this real good, so I know everything about it. Just if you really want to know about it, do your research. But okay, sorry, keep going, Sammy. Okay, so if someone like, if someone learns they have, OCD, someone thinks they have OCD, what should they do? Um, like, what are your thoughts? What, you what steps do you think they should take? I've always had. Um, I have a very besides my OCD and my temper, but that's honestly, my temper is mainly because of my OCD. Um, I've always had a good relationship with my parents. So I could say, just go to your parents. I don't, I know not all people have good relationships with their parents. Not everyone has parents. Um, but like just someone you can trust, whether or not it's an adult, um, and set, like tell that person that you trust, like based off of this, if I mean, do your research, but like, ERP is the biggest thing you can do. Um, don't do it by yourself. So you need someone to be there to basically moderate and um, keep track of your progress because you can't see everything. It's it's really weird, but like going to therapy helps because they can see like what you can't because you're in your own little bubble. You think, oh, I can't do this because of that. And they're like, no, you can't. It's physically possible. I mean, they're not going to call you stupid if they're a therapist. Your friends might. Um, <laughs> so they better not as they're good friends. But, um, like, just someone that you trust, tell them about it. Um, 
and make them say like what I sometimes I do this um I'll be like hey mom I need to clean my room okay so don't let me on my phone later until I clean my room I'm gonna be mad at you later for doing that but right now Evie present Evie me wants you to make sure I clean my room before I go on my phone so it's basically like that it's like when you're in a good mood when the OCD is not attacking you say like hey like uh Julia um you need to make sure that whenever my OCD spikes up, don't listen to it. If I tell you to say yes instead of yeah, don't do it. Um, sorry, that's my dog. I don't know if you guys can hear it. Okay. Anyways, um, so um, it's just you have to set boundaries for yourself, but whenever you're, it's spiking up, you can't control it, honestly. So you have to make sure that there are people around you who know and who will say, no, I'm not saying that. I said, yeah, I'll say, yeah, it means the same thing. I'm going to go get your hairbrush and bring it over. So, um, it's, I, that's the biggest thing, ERP for sure. Um, and talking about it honestly helps me, not everybody. Um, yeah, that, that's probably the best answer I have for that question. Yeah. Thank That was a really good answer. <laughs> okay. Back to the Bible verses real quick. Um, we have Psalm 37, uh, 23 to 24. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. And though they stumble, they will never fall, for the Lord holds them by the hand. I like the last part the best. Though they stumble, they will never fall, for the Lord holds them by the hand. Because, um, like, whenever I get, whenever I get, um, I have panic attacks or like my, OCD, my, my panic attacks always start because of my OCD. Always, <laughs> always. So, um, if, if I get like, if I'm like crying or something and like, I'm just like, I'm not thinking clearly. I, I, okay. So, um, at the end of that verse where it says they will never fall for the Lord holds them by the hand. Like I was saying about the panic attacks, um, they're always caused by my OCD. So I think of like, whenever I'm panicking or I will just read that verse. Like I have it, I have it on my desk and I'll just be, uh, I'll read it and I'll be like, okay, this is me stumbling. I'm not going to fall because God's holding me by the hand. And I know that's so, it might sound weird to some people, but it really just, you have to think about what's really important in life. Um, it's not whether or not that cup was sitting on my computer. It's not whether or not my sister walked by my left side instead of my right. I'm here for, I'm on earth for a reason. God didn't make me just so I could live this earth. I mean, it's, we're all going to die someday. We're going to go to heaven. But the goal, the overall goal is to be with God in heaven and to lead as many people to him as possible. As the, that's the way I look at it. Um, I'm not saying I'm constantly thinking about that. I might be, I'm not going to be with my friends like, out out of Dunkin' Donuts or something and be like, oh, you see them over there? We should go tell them about Jesus. Mm -hmm. like, you know, like, but that reading verses like that just helps me think about the overall reason of why I'm on earth. Uh -huh. And that's one of the, just the last part where they will never fall for the Lord holds them by the hand. I really like that. Um, Matthew eleven twenty eight. come to me, all you... All you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. That's just another one that pretty much I've already talked about. Same reasons as the other verses I mentioned earlier. 
And then uh, Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. I, I think this is my favorite out of all the ones I've said because it's not talking about how you struggle and God helps you. It's talking about how you have to trust him. I mean, that's all there is to it. There's, like I said, there is a reason for everything. Um, and faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance for what we do not see. And honestly, it took me a couple tries of reading that whenever I first heard the verse to understand what it meant. Um, I can't really explain it. You just have to kind of reread it if you don't understand it and just think about it. I know that sounds weird, but there's some things where you just need to reread it until you understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really like that one because it talks about how um, you have to be faithful even when you don't see why something's happening. Um, and yeah, <laughs> you guys have anything to say? Oh. No. Thank you so much for coming on here and talking about what you talk, you know, everything you know about OCD and stuff. Um, I learned so much, honestly. Yeah, so so I'm super excited for everyone else to get to hear it. Yeah. This was fun. I've been looking forward to it for weeks. <laughs> yes. Same. Um, well, thank you guys for listening. Make sure to come back next week. It is finally going to be the start of June first episode in June. Mm-hmm. Um, follow us on our Pinterest and our music Spotify. Also follow us on our normal podcast, whatever, wherever we are. I'm just losing. I can never do it all. So it's all in the description, the links for everything. Um, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, bye. bye.